0: It is your classic metal show right here on TheClassicMetalShow.com. dot That is brand new stuff from a band called Ambush. The name of the album is Infidel. The name of that song is Leave Them to Die. And on the line right now is a guy that I hope is not leaving me to die, but is gonna leave me to live and enjoy some more Ambush music. It is the vocalist. It is Mister Oscar Jacobson. Oscar, how are you, man?
1: Ah, cheers, Chris. I'm uh, having a good time here.
0: Absolutely
1: Being here and uh, enjoying.
0: The free, <laughs> the free times. Exactly. Well, you know what? That's, that's pretty much what we have to do these days, isn't it? Listen to metal and drink beer. <laughs> sure.
1: We live to die another day, just like that's, James Bond.
0: That's right, man. Well, um, Oscar, uh, as I was telling you right before we started, man, um, we have a fan that has been busting me forever to, to interview you guys and you guys, his name never never really crossed my desk until recently but I'm glad it did because Infidel is a great record man and it's it forced me to kind of go backwards and listen to the other releases as well and man you guys are on to something fantastic man you guys are doing that great it's like a great hybrid of the classic metal sound with just a touch of the, the modern influence not to make it sound modern but more to enhance what you're doing it's so good man right, cheers man like
1: I appreciate it. It's, sure. uh, it's been it's been a lot of like um, fun to to record this uh, album. It took a while, but we're happy with the
0: final results and uh, all the nice words. Sure. Are Are you when when you were writing the record when you were putting it together? Did you realize that you were onto something that was going to separate itself from the last record, or did you feel like it was just kind of a continuation on?
1: Yeah, we, we're a band. We are pretty conservative in what we do. I think. Yeah, we had no intention to change direction musically or anything. But uh, I think we've matured during these five years. We've been continued to. We've been continuously playing uh, gigs and stuff like that, and we've been. Uh, like trying to find major, uh, like a more uh, mature uh, way to, to deal with music. And uh, I think we we're on the right track with this album.
0: Sure. Well, and, and it's the one thing that really jumps out when you listen to it and it you know, it, it's a lot of bands have trouble doing it, but you guys were seemingly able to capture what feels like a very live-sounding record. You know, a lot a lot of bands can do a lot in the studio and make it sound good, but a lot of them, you know, and I mean, you know this, man. You listen to record music yeah. as well. When you listen to something, a lot of times the first thought you have is, "Man, I wonder how that'll sound live." I don't get that thought at all with you guys. I, you guys different style of music but very much i get that same feeling from like a band like airborne where you just know that you hear that song and it's gonna sound pretty fucking good when you hear yeah. it live as well yeah you gotta deliver some energy in a record
1: otherwise it's it makes no point i mean we're a live band most and foremost a live band so uh, we want to make the record as a live show we want to make it uh, dynamic get the most out of every song on the record and uh leave nothing to 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 like the, the odds on, uh, on on like going crazy uh with some weird shit. or we're trying to make it compact just like a live re- live show
0: sure do you when you're putting music together do you guys kind of try to avoid you know going crazy it with with in the studio or with, you know, in more in the control room than anything else to keep that fresh live feel to the music. Uh, Sure. I mean, it's always, I mean,
1: one of the biggest uh, mistakes good musicians do is that they overplay all the time.
0: Mm. They,
1: they are trying to play as fast as as possible or the drummers try to, uh, yeah, we're going to have a fast feel everywhere. Right drum beat is going to be like this and we're trying to take this down. I mean down to earth if you know what I mean and like Ingvar said more is more but uh, I think he's he's a bit wrong um, at least when it comes to us human beings he's he's a god so he can do what he wants but uh, as human beings we gotta uh, like handle all the Tension that comes into and the egoistic parts as well, mm-hmm. where every, every musician wants to, yeah, show off. You know, we're trying to keep it simple as a band and to uh, like race. I raise the bassist and he raises me, and together we're working together as a group.
0: Sure. Now, for for you guys, when you started recording or when you recorded this record, how how do you think that Infidel changed from the last record, Desecrator? I, I mean, does it does it feel different to you, or does it feel like one continuous continuous release?
1: Yeah, difficult question because I I definitely feel that there is something different with uh, Infidel in terms of uh, uh, the 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 song structures and the themes are a bit maybe a bit darker on this album uh, mm-hmm. but yet it's more more even more melodic I would say uh, it has more wide ranges of um, feelings to it I think um it, it has more melancholy what do you call it melancholic, uh, like orchestrations and uh, a little bit more happy uh, orchestrations as well like the songs uh, Hellbiter and Heart of Stone for example are very positive energy right so wide range of emotions is the biggest difference I think
0: sure now from what I read you guys um, you recorded your vocals at home and then um, Recorded the other parts kind of in makeshift studios or wherever you were at You just kind of brought out some gear and and record, you know vocals and whatnot Um, I recorded the the
1: the vocals here actually in my uh, Studio here.
0: Okay. Yeah. What was it? Was it difficult to not not so much the recording at home but the recording, you know in other places where you pulled out gear to to record like backing vocals and stuff like that, was it difficult to kind of mix and mesh everything together? That no, was
1: qu- quite fun actually. We 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 have a quite a big friendship zone that is uh, very connected to the band in that sense that they they have been with us from the beginning. So we 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 decided to do to do like that. We yeah okay, let's arrange a party and I bring some studio gear and whoever feels like drunk enough they can step out to the microphone and have a fun time you know and and then it's up to us of course to to pick it cherry pick the good parts and uh, so no it was not difficult at all i mean vocals are difficult to record obviously but uh backing backing vocals in that sense should be in my opinion very rough and they should not be very over produced in any way so I think it turned out good.
0: So, so what you're saying then is all your backing vocals are powered by Budweiser.
1: (laughs) Uh Ah, maybe maybe not Budweiser. Maybe a bit stronger uh, drink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very nice, man. Well, Budweiser. the The other thing that I did that I did see is that it seemed like from from again from what the publicist is putting out there like you had a lot of a lot of music to choose from with infidel like you had a you had a lot of songs that were written um how did you make the decision on what songs to use and which ones to you either file away or maybe use later or or use that that's
1: very difficult uh yeah i i think everything that every riff that olaf has written since 2015 when we released Desecured has been great so it's it's only a matter of okay which song will fit in on the album and create a greater purpose on the album Uh, so we decided to uh, to leave some songs behind obviously but I I don't I don't really have a, a clear explanation to why we picked these songs. The, these songs felt relevant uh, in a ten-song uh, sequence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, and it, it's basically because they they lift up each other and creates a great uh, dynamic f- feeling throughout the album. I think
0: I Sure. Yeah. Do you hold on to the other ones and release them later, or or are you like a typical musician that once they're once they're done, they're kind of done and and you move on? Yeah, we we basically
1: move on, but we still have the the songs in our pocket, you know, and we can do whatever we want with them. That's the that's the greatest part. Actually, we we wrote "Infidel" the title track before we even uh, released "Desecrator," so okay. uh, that song has been with us. For quite some time now but we've changed it over and over and over um, and it takes time to for, for some riffs or some songs to to be arranged in in accordance with what we want to do
0: sure um the other thing I wanted to ask you about was the album art which is about as metal as it gets I mean that's 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 too worthy there man it, it's so Harsh and metal, man. Who who did that art, and how did you guys decide on it?
1: Yeah, we uh, we went down to the deep, dark, ancient halls of uh, hell to to find a German named Alexander von Beeding. He's been with us since Firestorm, so uh, uh, we actually. Uh, He's collaborating, he's like having a cooperation with Hyrule Records and uh, when we released Firestorm he, um, he was uh, recommended by our uh, label manager okay. uh, because we wanted a painted art uh, and he is very talented so he's been with us and creating ideas and uh, this was a perfect idea I think sure to, to play around with the uh, the title track in that way and maybe maybe it's very uh, controversial when it comes to uh, <laughs> releasing <laughs> this in the mainstream but uh yeah who cares it, right. it's a, it's a great art and it's relevant actually people say that Christ, uh, christian symbols and stuff aren't relevant but it, it's uh, it's easter now so it's very relevant
0: sure, sure. <laughs> have you have you guys you know in the past and and probably again in the future I would imagine but have you had people come up to you at shows with with the um ambush art tattooed on them yeah actually uh, i i saw one ambush tattoo before uh, okay.
1: but right now i think there are i've seen two ambush tattoos okay <laughs> but uh I have no idea why why you would do that. Maybe we will maybe we'll release a 90s pop album or something and then they will have to <laughs> make a make a laser surgery or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice, that's funny, man. Well, um obviously we're all at home right now because of this whole coronavirus thing and you know, I've been talking to a lot of bands and I get a lot of different answers on this, you know, I'm curious for you a a band like ambush, which is a smaller band that's gaining exposure. Is this good for you because people are home and are hungry for new music, or is this bad for you because people are on Spotify only listening to the old Metallica records and Scorpions and whatnot and, and, and not actually venturing and finding new music?
1: I don't know, but I think it's very bad because we, we want to get on tour. And right. we want to show our uh, new stuff, you know, uh, we think we're on to something here and uh, we have a great lineup. Uh, so the, tour, the cancela- cancellation and p- postponement of the tours are very bad for a band in our position, I think. But uh, we're not, we, I mean, you cannot do anything about it. You can just uh, come back stronger than before and rehearse a lot more. Maybe we have time to create some new songs now for another record. You can do everything, so there, there are no uh, complaints from our side uh, at all. But surely the, the economic part is very, very hard when you sure. can't get on tour and you've made an investment in merch and stuff. Uh, we, we depend on the people to,
0: to buy our shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, can can they still buy it online? Can they go to your website or the record site and stuff? Yeah, we have a big cartel
1: uh, uh, site. Okay. So you'll find it through our Facebook page or whatever.
0: All right. And and what is the Facebook page so that people know where to look?
1: You can search for Ambush Sweden. Okay. Yeah.
0: Excellent, Excellent, man. And buy everything. Yeah. (laughs) Buy two of everything, right? Yeah. Save one for your mother. Yeah, there you go. Because moms love Infidel. <laughs> sure, they do. At least my mother,
1: she told me she actually liked this record oh, as sorry. opposed to the other two records.
0: She wasn't a fan of the other two? <laughs> yeah, she
1: she she's uh she's not a heavy metal fan, you know, but uh she she's my she's my mother and I'm her son, so uh, she better fucking like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nice. All right, man. Well, the name of the album is Infidel. The band is Ambush. And um, Oscar, as a tradition on the show, we always let the artist pick a um, closing song uh, from the album and maybe tell us a story about it. So what would you like us to wrap this interview up with? Yeah, I
1: wouldn't like to wrap this uh, interview up with Iron Helm of War. Uh, It's a song uh, uh, we've written. uh, It's about actually a poem by William Blake from the beginning which is a uh, call to war for Englishmen. So um, they play. he played around with uh, religious themes and made jokes about God and stuff in this uh, poem. And we uh, thought it would
0: work perfectly as an Ambush uh, lyric. So uh, enjoy. All right. Well, let's check it out right now. It's brand new music from Ambush right here on your classic metal show.